Hey, Foot Clan. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Indeed. Look, you've drafted a ton of fantasy teams. Maybe you wish you could do the same thing with that business team of yours. If you're building a roster to win the league, uh, look, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessments and Virtual Interviews. Indeed does the hard work for you. You can sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit the job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Visit Indeed.com slash footballers to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash footballers. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. The Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Tuesday, June 20th, Mike Wright, Jason Moore, Andy Holloway. We are three men in hats today. Yeah, I, I, I just saw that in the monitor. We're all wearing hats. Jason is... Which means... Is, I'm not usually the hat guy. You guys, it's very common to be yes. two-thirds of us in hats. Yeah, you're not normally the hat guy, but when you have a chance to rep the Sasquatch. <laughs> right. When, I mean, when you get a sweet new Sasquatch hat, <laughs> you got I mean, to throw it on. Quatch, as they call right, it. Right, 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 right. Up north. Yeah. Me and the Quatch get along <laughs> very well. Well, uh, the NFL decided to put all the big news on hold for us. Uh, you had a couple of new episodes last week. But we, all three of us, were out of town with our families taking that uh, yearly vacation. And we all came back. We all made it back alive. Uh, I think everybody had a good time. Yeah, we Indeed. I, I think we had an excellent time. And, and which, well, I mean, with a hat like that, you had to. Have. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get this in Arizona. <laughs> the Quatch is not in Arizona. That's up. That's way further north. Now, that's not, uh, to be clear, that's not Derek Henry. No, it's not no. a Yeti. It's like a, a first cousin. Though, okay, they're not the same thing. No, no, no. The, the Yeti is from the, the mountains and the snow. That Derrick Henry turns into the Yeti when it gets cold. I just feel like Jason was so close to the North Pole that maybe it was a Yeti. That's all. Yeah, I, uh, did you confirm that that wasn't a Yeti? I have, I have no idea. My wife just got this hat when okay. we were in a city, and I was like, I'll put it on. And now it's, it's still on. Now it's, it's just, who you are. It's just a dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just a, a guy. Dude. It's just a dude with a big <laughs> back. Oh, boy. Well, we have a mock draft episode for you today. Maka laka ding dong. You ready for that? I am always ready for a mock draft. Jason uh, rigged it, Mike. He has the number one pick in our mock draft. Oh, I wonder who he's going to take. Actually, I do wonder who he's going to take. I don't. Hmm, interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious who Mike thinks is such a home run first pick. 
before yeah, we, Christian McCaffrey. Before we had the, um, you know, turn turn the podcast on, I was looking at where the ADP sits right now, and the top five are kind of weird. I think compared to previous years. Yeah, certainly. I, it, right now, Christian McCaffrey is not the one hundred and one in no. ADP. It's actually Justin Jefferson on uh, both of the major platforms that that we're uh, doing drafts on right now. So, have we ever had it where there are no consecutive positions in the top five? I, I mean, we have right now is Jefferson, McCaffrey, Chase, Eckler, Kelsey. That's the top five. Impressive. Right now. That's just weird. Yeah, no, it, there has it's been. not running back top heavy the way it has been before, and you know that because Bijan is like the number three running back off the board by ADP. It's what happens when when running backs have let a, you down, have a down season. Everyone bails, and then running backs have a good season, and then people put them back in the front. Yeah, so we have a mock draft episode today. Mike is drafting from the five spot. I'm I've got the nine spot. On today's mock draft, we do have a quick question here at the top. A, a reminder as well the ultimate draft kit is available right now, being updated basically daily at this point in time. All of our rankings, player projections, uh, 100 plus player profile videos, tons of research tools, including the ADP uh, news. that I was just referencing, all the news, uh, sleepers, breakouts, bus values ultimatedraftkit.com for that. The quick question today is uh, what quarterback do you expect to rise the most in ADP over the course of the offseason? We've each selected some uh, low ADP quarterbacks we think will see their value increase. Yeah, for me, um, it's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, obviously his value is going to be based upon his health. That being said, right now, where he's being drafted, which is uh, quarterback 22 on, on underdog. I mean, you he, he is being drafted as if it is a guarantee that he's missing six to eight games of the season. And if he doesn't start on the pop, if it looks like, you know, some workout videos are coming and he's looking good and then the obligatory, oh, he's ahead of schedule. If you look at the timeline of his surgery, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility he starts week one. Like, that's that's actually in the normalish time frame there. Uh, I think because the Cardinals are bad and, you know, the media is kind of assuming, oh, they're going to be trying to be in a real uh, tank year, a real break it down, tear it to the nubs, that they'll rest Kyler even if he's close to ready, but they're not going to rush him back. And that makes a lot of logical yeah, sense. I think that's what I believe too. Yeah. And so, but that is why I think right now in this portion of the off season, his ADP is so low. I, I find him on a lot of my underdog teams because the value he can provide when he's back is worth grabbing him, you know, next to the other quarterbacks in the twenties. And then there is a chance that he is ready week one that, you know, I, I, I don't think people are given that no, it's like a, it, actual legitimacy. It's a possibility. Um, I was scanning the Instagram of Kyler Murray to yeah. try to get some some updates on the workout. Oh, vids. he gave you an update. Uh, there is a there's a yoked a thirst trap update. There's a yoked picture of Kyler that I shared. With Drink you it there. in. I I only bring that up because did you see the Ben Simmons um, comeback hype? 
Ben, photos. Ben Simmons as in NBA Ben Simmons? Correct. Uh, also known as uh, Lifetime Disappointment Ben Simmons. But did you see he posted some pictures of how yoked he was? But he forgot that he had also posted one of those earlier, and the new one had been Photoshopped to make him larger. Oh, no. Yeah. He got so caught? I'm just saying that, like, I didn't know that was a way you could go, but don't necessarily trust all of these pictures. Wait, uh, wait. You're telling me that people put photographs on Instagram and they don't actually look like that? I guess I guess like not. They, my, they're lying on the my internet? My life is a lie. I thought that was all real. I find this very disappointing. Yeah, well, it's true. Kyler is no longer a boy. <laughs> That's a man. Yeah. Oh, did you just catch the picture? I just saw picture? that. I mean, he's 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 jacked. Yeah, but he, now, I, it could be Photoshop muscles. Now, Jason, or have you been? Uh, Which is the can we get live muscles added to me on the show, <laughs> producers? Do yeah. you do anything? Yeah, AI's got to be able to handle a little, this. Little weight loss over here. <laughs> just move some of Slim. Yeah, move some of me over to Andy. <laughs> And that'll be great. Have you just so enable the filter? Uh, Jay, Go. have you been insuring Kyler Murray with with Clayton Tune, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals? Who they're talking about? Maybe he's going to be starting Week One. I have not. How does been, that make you feel about Kyler? I have not been insuring with Clayton Tune. No, I I don't believe he would be the quarterback Week One. But I don't know. A lot of people like him as a rookie. I will throw Matthew Stafford's name out there. Um, this was the quarterback five in twenty twenty one. That's his last full season in the NFL. So, being drafted at QB 21, similar narrative as to Jason's uh, Kyler Murray take. Kind of a team that people are down on. But Matthew Stafford, if he's back and healthy, should not be being drafted by Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, and Derek Carr, which Agreed. is where he currently is going, which is quarterback 21 on underdog, 24 on sleeper. And, um, yeah, so Stafford, I think, I think they'll figure the offense out. And I think we've brought this up. This is going to be one of those maybe value uh, opportunities across the board, Cup, Stafford, and anybody else. Uh, now I'm seeing the Ben Simmons Yeah, so I am cackling picture. over here. I didn't listen to a single word you just said, Andy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I'm looking at the Sim. This, and it's so egregious. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, it doesn't he, look like a human. Like it, They didn't just like... You know, a, do a little sculpt, do a little a shading, so it makes your muscles look. But he doesn't. He looks not human in the photo. He posted this. This was real. Yeah. Now, did he write like hashtag goals under it? Probably. Because yeah. he wants to look like this. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure being that yoked will help him shoot. Uh, no, that's just an embarrassing thing to that, be caught. Like, that's doing. a that's a bodybuilder physique. That's and, not an uh, NBA player. Also fake. So. <laughs> Uh, Mike, just to update you, I said Matthew Stafford. Uh, I, I, yeah. no, I, I did agree. You. I agree with that one. And what I do took, you got? Uh, mine's over an injury concern as well. It is Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers who, uh, it, while it's not confirmed that he is the starting quarterback, that's how all three of us are projecting. That certainly seems the way the wind seems to be blowing that Trey Lance will be on the bench yet again. And Brock Purdy looked uh, – I mean, he – he looked pretty uh, adequate in his starts and San Francisco <laughs> quarterbacks. Cause he, like, such a letdown on the sentence, man. I, it, like, cause he, good. Me, he looked good. I thought he looked adequate. Like, I, I, I had my uh, you know complaints with Brock Purdy of it seemed like, like, like it's, if the first option wasn't there, things kind of broke down. That was just the way that I interpreted the play. But 
he was he won a lot of games for them. He, he never lost. Yeah, so he he won a bunch of games. He certainly, uh, I believe, he, thirteen he, like, to four touchdown to interception ratio. Um, I thought it was impressive. But also, I, like, I would and go then what adequate is the, plus. So what is the uh, what was the those teams that he beat? That that's part of the the knock. Whoever for, he played. But but <laughs> read them to just read them off. Do you have them? Oh, I thought you had don't the make box. me read them off because I don't have them right oh, here. Oh, okay. Uh, but the the schedule was uh pretty soft at that time. However, he I mean, he did he deserves the right to be the starter after not losing, and uh, so the teams we got Miami, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Washington, the Raiders, and Arizona. So that's not they're like who's the best team there? I guess Miami. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's not really a juggernaut uh, gauntlet there of teams that, but he beat them. And San Francisco quarterbacks can give us fantasy value. And to be drafted right now is QB twenty five on underdog, QB twenty seven on sleeper. He will certainly outproduce that should he be the starter. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like anybody wants to take him in mocks right now because yeah. they don't know if he's going to start. So, all right, let's talk a little bit of news that we missed while we were away. News and notes from around the league. Well, it's uh, Ravens injury, yeah. injury news. JK, well, this one's not injury. Uh Sure. Uh, J.K. Dobbins declined to comment on reports he missed June minicamp due to a soft tissue injury and suggested he's frustrated with his contract situation. Yeah, the, the phrase hold in has been talked about there on the social media, and Dobbins, is he has an uphill battle if he thinks he's going to get a a substantial extension before the season starts having played like a season and a half or, or something on his rookie deal because of injuries. He's when he, he's on he the played field, eight games last year. Yeah. That's not a lot of games. Oh, and zero yeah. the year before. Mm, that's and, less. And then the rookie season, he was injured in week 12 and then did play the final uh, five. Pay the man. <laughs> like he's, he's been great when he's on the field, you know, it's but hard there's when no you're way. running back to not, no, have it's, to not want to go leverage it. And you see other running backs having to do it. The Saquon Barkley news, which, yep. I mean, have we talked about this on the show? I don't think we have. Like, Saquon Barkley has not signed his franchise tender. He he is not looking to break the bank. He came out and said uh, he wants to be paid fairly, but he's not trying to set a record. Um, I do not believe Josh Jacobs has signed his he's franchise not. tender yet, although there's been no noise about him. But right now, being a running back equates to being undervalued in the market like you you have very few opportunities to even kind of leverage a team and I guess Dobbins looked at this as a maybe and a lot of these end up fine they end up being like a money gets moved around we just saw it with Austin Eckler uh, maybe Dobbins gets some of his uh, money moved into a bonus or they give him some more incentives or you know but right now that's that's what's happening along with now, a week ago, this was reported, Ravens coach John Harbaugh total, told reporters Rashad Babin had a cortisone-type shot <laughs> in his foot and will miss several days of practice. So the quote is cortisone-type? I guess. this Maybe this is uh, John Harbaugh's best effort at understanding medicine. It's, so, it's something like one of them cortisone shots. Yeah, that was, I think... Uh, that was the quote. And huh. so... You know, according to Matthew Betts, our injury expert here at the Fantasy Footballers, in his experience, 
cortisone injection is not a part of the rehab plan if it's going to plan. The recovery for the surgery, which is a Lisfranc injury, usually is six to nine months. Um, he thinks the cortisone injection, cortisone type injection, could signal that he's taking longer than usual to get back, which was the whole problem last year with Rashad Bateman multiple times, which led to surgery. And so now you're going to have a question mark of the explosiveness and the speed and whether it's there in the beginning, whether there's re-injury risk, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's a bummer to hear it at this point. Uh, Rashad Bateman was... This was week four when he got hurt last year. Yeah, Rashad Bateman had uh, a couple great games to start for fantasy football. I mean, it really helped Lamar Jackson be a, a top-end quarterback. He, we, we saw his fantasy production fall off when Rashad Bateman wasn't on the field. And it's just like... And in the way that Lamar was was talking about Bateman earlier, like a couple weeks ago, you know, essentially saying, yeah, Rashad Bateman is clearly the number one wide receiver on this team. So for them to have to move forward with, uh, like with Beckham, Zay Flowers, who we like Flowers, but he's he's an unproven rookie at this point. It it's not what you want to hear. We still have plenty of time, but it's not what you want to hear right now. But that could put. I mean, for me. The message is Zay Flowers' opportunity, because sure. I think Beckham at this stage of his of his career could be high volume, but maybe not explosive. Like Zay Flowers, at this point, if Bateman does struggle with injury, he has to step up. He has sure. to. Have, I mean, we had games last year with um, and Kyle. I know you're listening in. Um, who was their leading wide receiver towards the end of the year that we kept rolling out? Demarcus the, Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. I mean, there were times we were sitting there starting Demarcus Robinson. So there will be opportunities. We've seen rookie wide receivers make great strides. So it's like if you invest in Zay Flowers, he could be good. Can I? And if you, Bateman gets hurt, he could be better. If I, can I interest you in Nelson Aguilar? I don't think Nothing you can. You. I, I don't can't? think so. No. Okay. No. I tried. You can interest me in Mark Andrews. But this <laughs> this is an injury that has a pretty common re-aggravation. Like uh, the list Frank injury... We've seen it a lot where year two, they need surgery again. And then after the second one, you're totally fine. Um, the, I'm not saying he's going to need it, but obviously if he's seven months re into his recovery and getting a shot because it's not going well, that that's, you well, know, I, the arrow is pointing down. And it, it points down dramatically for dynasty purposes. If, like you said, he'll be perfectly fine. You, you'll have missed two years. I mean, yeah. in, in that you don't generally get a big second contract at that point in time if you've missed two years due to injury. So risky is the yes. Bateman situation right now, and we've got a lot of time to to kind of figure it out. And then more talk of Cam Akers, who you know we brought up. Uh, Sean McVay said Akers will be a central figure to the team's offense. You know, this was kind of like him saying out loud what was pretty obvious in the depth chart. We we don't want to come on here and tell you that Cam Akers is necessarily a who, who? huge value. Cameron, I believe. Oh, so you're Cameron. Cameron, Cameron Akers. Akers, yes. Yeah. Cam Cameron Akers. <laughs> oh, so you're fine with this, but not Darnell Anderson, huh? I, yeah, because we didn't really change much. We just formalized it. Okay. Okay. Well, look, he's the guy I, in the backfield, and I just talked about how this offense will be undervalued. It will be because they're not the shine is off the Super Bowl rings, right? You 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 had a down year, Stafford's injuries. You lose, uh, you know, players like Ramsey and 
this isn't the Hollywood team anymore. But they're going to be undervalued, and we've done that before. We did it two years ago. We undervalued Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford in 2021, and they dominated. So anything, you know, Cam Akers right now is going where RB 22. Yeah, it. This was if you're if you're uh, hitting up the underdog, this one is an unfortunate little hype train blur because you could have been s scooping up Cam Akers at a very reasonable value, and this the, things like this do move ADP. And I, I think the sentiment on him will start to get more positive. So if you're if you're drafting right now, enjoy the discount while you can. All right, we are going to get into the mock draft momentarily. Be right back. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app, and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners. To learn more and get a quote, restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, Fort Clan, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more of that precious time. The question is, time for what? What would you do? Maybe more fantasy football? I don't know. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Um, what would be the first thing you turn to if you had that extra hour? Uh, I think for me, I would often say maybe I'd finally read that book I wanted to read. Maybe it's uh, being there for a friendship that you haven't been able to be there for and the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's actually important to you so that you can make those things a priority and therapy can help you figure that out a therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities and then you know what things you can spend time on and what will really fulfill you otherwise you will be left wishing like all of us that we have more time if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. Yeah, Mike, you said multiple times this offseason you were shocked how high you had Cam Akers yeah. ranked, but maybe the hype is starting to catch up to that rank. Yeah, I, I still have him ranked slightly ahead of his ADP. Not it, It's not a huge gap anymore, but I imagine that will close. All right, Sasquatch, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready for that first pick. The Fantasy Footballers Mock Draft. I want to apologize for calling you Sasquatch. It didn't feel good. Yeah, I, I prefer you, Squatch. Um, do you now? Quatch. Uh, I don't Squatch. think. Oh, it's just Quatch? Yeah, it's Quatch. Oh, that's even worse. I love it. Um, it's just the hat. It's just staring at me. Yeah. Um, all right, today, head-to-head-to-head -to -head -to -head mock draft. Jason from the one spot, Mike from the five. I'm at the nine spot. 12-team, half PPR. One quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex for bench. And, um, you know, the, the UDK, it's available. It's a great tool to practice strategy while you're drafting. Um, you can take a look at all the, of the tiered rankings where we break them up into separate tiers. You can look at the risk and upside meters, and we'll let it guide us a little bit today as we, as we build out these teams. Jason, 
Uh, Mike says he knows who you're picking. I I wasn't sure if you'd go a different way, but is yeah. Mike correct? Uh, Mike thinks I'm picking Christian McCaffrey. Sure do. One of the problems with that right now, the way the ADP is falling in the year of 2023, is that there are a lot of running backs I really, really like uh, at the 2-3 turn. You've got Ramondre Stevenson and Najee Harris, and uh, Tony Pollard will fall there sometimes. And, and there's a lot of running backs I think you can get there to pair with a Justin Jefferson that goes... You, you said Ramondre. Did we mention James Robinson's departure? No, we did not. James Robinson has been... Not very news. ...relieved of his yeah. duties. Poor, at, at an NFL level. Poor James Robinson, yeah. dude. I mean, that's that's what all the more impressive for Cameron because that was another Achilles, right? Was his Achilles? For My goodness, I didn't know who you were talking about. Cam Akers. <laughs> yes, it was an Achilles. I didn't know who you were talking about either. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike went from in on the joke to who are you talking about? Let's talk about Cameron, the well, one and only. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Great. So <laughs> I, I do think that's why <laughs> when you look at the these only one and only <laughs> these mock drafts, the Cameron. ADP, when you watch, um, you know, when you look at your underdog drafts, I think the reason it's been working to take Justin Jefferson number one is because at that two three turn, there's a lot of running backs, and and on the flip side, some of those great wide receivers they're being pushed up this year, and so you're not as happy with. Uh, the wide receivers are two, three turns. So I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey still. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Good pick. <laughs> because this is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I'm not going to not take Christian McCaffrey. All right. Jason Quatch has taken Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Austin Eckler goes number two. So it does go running back, running back here. Uh, a bit of a surprise. Tyreek Hill and then Jefferson at three, four. Hill is uh, well inside the top 10 by ADP. Um, I think he still has upside. I really do. He, he's going to be the centerpiece of that offense. Mike on the clock at 105. I just, I, so Is this too soon for Madison for you? Slightly. Okay. Not not a wide margin. Uh, I want to real quick. I know we're in a mock draft show, but I want to talk about some of these players. And I want to ask you guys, the Austin Eckler went number two here. What is your full confidence that Austin Eckler repeats as uh, another elite running as as being an elite running back yet again. I know he's he's safe from the receptions area, but when you look at like his touchdown totals, so if you take just a kind of a, you know, a simple formula of uh, the the average running back scores a touchdown on X amount of yards that they have gained. So uh, uh, last year you're talking about about 135 rushing yards turned into a touchdown. So you can use that as, as to set up like a slight expectation. And Austin Eckler did that at about a 200, nearly 200%. So he was scoring double the amount of times uh, of rushing touchdowns that he, per rushing. What about the year had. before uh, that? I don't have that information in front of me. And his receiving it, was also way above uh, average as well. And he, I mean, we're That's now, what special players do, though. I, I know, yeah. and, and but I'm saying, are you are we still locked in that Austin Eckler with another year of age and uh, which uh, on a team that he has set himself on this show, the the team wants other running backs to be involved, and they they haven't found it yet, but maybe they do this year. Do you have any concerns at all taking him number two? I've I've had concerns this offseason uh, when I when I was studying for the UEK uh, last year when Eckler 
played with both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. He only had a 12% market share, which would have been 78 targets. Still a decent number, but not, right. you know, when, when either missed time, he had a 21% market share, 148 target pace. So I got worried there. And then with touchdowns, you know, over the last two years, I, I got a little worried that maybe Austin Eckler was going to regress. And then I came back to essentially what Andy's saying. Great players are great. He's on a great offense. And the depth chart says, I don't care what the team wants. The team wants to get more running backs involved. They're going to need to go find one because they don't, they don't have someone else to move the ball. So with this offense, I believe being even better with Kellen Moore, I'm, I'm fully in on, on Eckler as, as that number two running back. Yeah, I am too. I'm not going to doubt it after multiple years. I mean, that was the argument last off season. I mean, to doubt him, uh, Mike, you're at number five right now. All right. Uh, so, at number five, you know the, the the board's still pretty wide open for me. Um, man, what? Are, well, who are you thinking about? What, so, what are you narrowing it down to? So, to me, it would be between Jamar Chase going with you know, not new new hotness, but the the younger player, or Cooper Cup, who just can't seem to be stopped on a football field when he's healthy and playing. We're not concerned about the injury. This is where it's so confusing to me compared to previous years. You're not. You didn't bring up a running back name. Right. Because the running backs in this group are, are, you know, I don't know what your rankings are right now between Bijan and Taylor and Saquon and uh, Henry and Chubb and Jacobs, but you're not thinking about those names because you see these prolific pass catchers. Well, and it's it's about, you know, I'm trying to, trying to see if I can exploit the market of I know that these wide receivers are going to go. The, the sleeper platform has them all elevated in ADP. And so I think that some running backs will make it back to me who I have ranked pretty high. So that's why I'm choosing to look at the wide receivers here. Uh, and so, like, for fun, I'm just going to take Jamar Chase here. Kelsey goes next. Yes. Bijan Robinson what? immediately. You didn't, want, did you, you didn't want Kelsey He's, to get to him. I didn't want Cooper uh, Cup to get to Andy. Uh, that was uh, it was really close. Yeah. I just saw that. Yeah, Cooper Cup went 108. Yeah, I don't like being in this position right here. You you could make, I would have loved it with Cooper Cup there. You could make a fully legitimate argument and I have personally selected this in real drafts this offseason that Cooper Cup should be the 101. And so he is a guy that right now is just falling like you said Andy the 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 shine is not on the Rams right now. So if you're drafting at the 7 or 8 spot and Cooper Cup's falling to you, that's an auto selection for me. And he didn't, so I can't auto-select him, Jason. And this is the similar position that Mike was in, where, you know, Bijan went off the board. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I don't. None of us have him ranked as high as others. Saquon Barkley is in consideration here. Um, Stephon Diggs, uh, his situation seems to be clearing up. If you had any concerns, <laughs> what? By the way, his situation is being like the highest-paid wide receiver on a great team, but still found a way to be upset. The the problem was the the head coach there did not do Stephon Diggs any favors when they when Diggs was in, apparently in the facility yesterday or the morning and then mandatory camp started and he wasn't there and they said uh, uh, Coach McDermott how do you feel about this and he said I'm very concerned what is you need to check yourself uh, you head think coach. so because all I know is he was there the next day <laughs> he said I'm very concerned it got public pressure and then Diggs was like all right I'm out here. You're mad at uh, the head coach. I just thought it was it was weird. Apparently, yeah, I don't the, know what happened. Apparently, the struggle is 
not over money. It is Diggs upset more with his role and his role. In- yeah, let's go get more targets for Stephon Diggs, please. Yeah. And- so, to me, uh, look, Saquon's in consideration. Derrick Henry is so far down on what Sleeper has as the ADP. I would love to be able to bypass Saquon and take Henry because I don't or, – or Chubb in the next round. So, I guess I have to go wide receiver here. Kelsey's already off the board. And so it's too early for somebody like Andrews. I would never take him here. This sucks. I don't like being at the nine spot at all because I don't feel like I'm getting a value. Um, I'm going to take Stephon Diggs. Barkley will go next. Taylor, Lamb, Mahomes. Thank you. A.J. Brown and Amon Amon Ross St. Brown. A.J. Brown being back here at 204 would have been very tempting. Um, But I have a long wait for an upper tier running back, and so I'm going to go ahead and go back to the Derrick Henry well again. Mm, the Quatch's cousin. The Quatch's cousin, <laughs> yes. This word this is the best word ever. It's a tough word. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one we want to get we're, right. You got, you're got you on uh, Quatch Watch. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, so Diggs and Henry, uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, they are both, for a moment, they're kind of the tried and true in fantasy right now. So neither of them hits like drafting Jamar Chase like Mike did or a Bijan or Cooper Cup off a rebound year. They both hit like, well, we, we've kind of always known what they're going to give you, but that's okay in fantasy. That's one thing you have to overcome sometimes is, you know, take players that you know are going to produce. I have no doubt that Diggs and Henry are going to produce and you don't want to whiff early. Like there's a higher percentage chance that Bijan Robinson I think has a uh, a surprisingly bad year than Diggs, like the, just independently. Now he could be the other direction and be the linchpin of uh, of he your could be running the RB1. back room. Yeah, but there's also more risk to him sure. than there is somebody like Diggs. So we'll come back to Mike here after Henry. It was Jacobs, Wilson. That would be Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams, who fell all the way to two oh seven. Uh, so now. So I have Jamar Chase. I would prefer to grab a running back here. Let's see the wide receivers on the board. They're they're still tasty. Uh, you know, it's it's the wide it's the twos for the team like Waddle, T. Higgins. I'm not really into trying to formulate a super stack of the Cincinnati Bengals with my first two picks. That would be a problem. It, it, it honestly, like if you win all in uh, with Chase Higgins and and Burrow. There's a chance that it does actually work out. Like there's been some teams in the past, and the Bengals, if any team does it this year, they would be the least surprising. And then where I'm really struggling here is the ADP game of the running backs who are available because I have uh, I have Mr. Ramondre Stevenson ranked uh, very high. He is currently sitting at my as my running back three. Uh, there is one running back left in tier two when you look at our consensus rankings. Is it Chubb? It's Chubb. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I prefer Ramondre Stevenson over Nick Chubb. I want a guy who I know is going to catch passes. We just mentioned James Robinson has been uh, removed from that depth chart. Looking at the guys behind Ramondre is like who who I can think that's possibly a- challenge Ramondre Stevenson for work? In either aspect of the game. No. I think that's a profound thing to say, though, that you would prefer Ramondre to Nick Chubb. I, I think it is I, not, I, I not, think it is surprising. I think it is surprising to people. Um, but if you really dig into the numbers and you look at the situation, it, it's 
very, very realistic. I have Chubb ahead of Ramondre, but I absolutely love Ramondre, and, and that depth chart is there is not someone on that roster that is going to take away enough work from a guy who can be a goal line guy, a guy who can be a pass catcher. Um, you know, you, you lost Damian Harris, and they didn't really replace him. Right, yeah, you have like Kevin Harris who – had, what was the total touches between like Harris? Twenty eight carries between Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong, and then I you have Ty Montgomery, who you know we'll people see. will talk about him in the offseason. I'm doing and that's it. it. I'm doing it. I'm taking Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson goes to Mike. Uh, Nick Chubb goes next. Jefferson Chubb for Team Four. Harris and Waddle, and then uh, we're back on Quatch Watch. Quatch watch. Um, I, I know one of my picks. One of my picks is going to be Tony Pollard. This was, you know, that's that's uh, a running back that as the depth chart stands now while we're drafting, he projects to be a top 10, you know, locked and loaded running back. He was the running back seven last year with Zeke. Now Zeke is gone. They want to run the ball more. So he's locked in. Now I've got Christian McCaffrey and Tony Pollard. Not taking a wide receiver here. That's pretty nice. Seem, oh, I'm, I'm very happy with those two. But now there's a, a lot of questions because – Can I have the first pick? <laughs> I really, really, really am tempted to draft, at, in, in now in the beginning of the third, a Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts type. We saw the difference okay. they made. I'm also – probably my favorite player to draft this year is Mark Andrews. Um, in the third round, I think that the value he provides over Kelsey in the first personally and all three is great. will be gone if you pass on them here. Yes. So the issue is if I take any of them, I'm now going to the far side of the fourth round. Basically, the four or five turn is my first wide receiver. And I just don't know if I can make it that long. So I'm going to stick to a wide receiver here. And I will take T. Higgins. I'll take your counterpart across the field, Mike, since you have Jamar Chase. Well, Josh Allen went next, then Brees Hall and Joe Burrow, and Mike is on the clock. Jamar Chase from Andre Stevenson. Would Burrow have been tempting at all in the third round here, Mike? No, with, not with for Jamar me. Chase. Okay. No, no, not for me. Uh, so, Mike, what are your options here? Uh, at running back, ADP-wise, ETN, Kenneth Walker, Jameer Gibbs, Mixon, who – Man, you know, if you ask the question about ADP changing for running backs, Mixon's got to be in consideration. Yeah, I mean, there was. Did you guys catch the? Uh, there was a report from, I believe, it was in the Athletic, and they were talking about. Uh, it's they're projecting that the the Bengals might put the salary squeeze onto Joe Mixon as you know, it, like because right now he's on the team. There's all these other things floating around him on the outside, and he's. He's being overpaid for for what he is able to do on the field, and they were in this article. They were kind of implying the team is going to say you got you have to take less. Basically, like a Dalvin Cook because you won't get Zeke. more out there because there's all this stuff swirling. Yes, and teams don't want to bring you in and give you the role we're going to give you. So it's it, it's it very work. interesting. Like the I don't the Joe Mixon saga is not done. I don't think like I think seismic things will happen. Uh yeah, right now Joe Mixon the high the third highest running back cap hit in the NFL. He has not played up to that on the field. Uh but so the the running backs here are they're kind of they're, meh. Mark Andrews is very very tempting at this point. And but so is the wide receiver I'm going to take. I'm going to take Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints. I am just 
Oh, Mark Andrews, go right before I just, you. I really don't like this draft spot, guys. I mean, no, Olave is who I was targeting. So Mike went with Olave. So Chase, Stevenson, Olave. I figure Olave might get back to me because I feel like Hurts and Andrews would go. Hurts and Andrews go right before me. So, mm. I mean, I lost out on Cup by a pick. I lost out on Andrew Andrews by a pick. If I was sitting here, Cup, Henry, Andrews, I'm I, I'm feeling different than I feel right now. Instead, the epic tier, I'll call it, of quarterbacks is gone. The tier one, tier two, um, depending on your view of Fields and Lamar. And look, I can I like Justin Herbert this year. I can wait. So that stinks because Jalen Hurts was in consideration here, and. Um, I'm, there's no tight end on the board that I would want or a quarterback on, that I would want. And so now I'm looking at DK Metcalf in the third, Devontae Smith, and the tiers, it's getting thin at a couple of positions, and I've got two picks to make. So we are we are all the way out of tier four at wide receiver. Tier five, Olave is the first guy in that group for us, but there's a it's a big tier. It's Cooper and Allen and Metcalf and Smith and Ridley and Hollywood and Judy. So that's a tough one. At running back, Ken Walker, who, look, I, I had more confidence before the pa two weeks ago than I do now because I'm believing more and more where you guys were that Charbonnet is going to get a bigger role. And so that gets scary. And you got Aaron Jones, who, look, nobody <laughs> nobody wants to mess with Aaron Jones for some reason. <laughs> Aaron Jones is so difficult to gauge, man. He – he should be fantastic again. Yeah, he's been the he's been a running back one the last two seasons. I'm and going. No one wants him. Yeah, yeah I there, there are Aaron Jones and Jameer Gibbs are the two names that jump out to me. I think um, Kenneth Walker slips into tier five for us. So I'm going to go with the. I thought this would be an auto Metcalf pick for you because you've got him so high. I do, but I think that there's a an opportunity for me to get a, a wide receiver I like similarly on the way back, and I don't think Gibbs and Aaron Jones will make it back. That would be the gamble. I have, I have six picks to wait, and I don't think – I think Jones and Gibbs end that tier. And so I'm going to take the opposite of the Diggs-Henry. We know what we're getting. I'm going to go with the excitement of Jameer Gibbs. I like it. And then uh, Aaron Jones goes next. Unfortunately, Metcalf, of course, and uh, Devontae Smith, Joe Mixon, Lamar Jackson, and Kenneth Walker. So coming back around to me. TJ Hawkinson's there. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Let's <laughs> try to help, help a friend. I just genuinely am not enjoying spot nine. Diggs, Henry, Gibbs. I'm looking at Fields and Herbert. They'll both be gone. By the time they come back around, uh, maybe. I mean, you have you have three teams that have already selected a quarterback between you. They'll both be gone. Okay, uh, I think. And then J.K. Dobbins is sitting there, like at practice, not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Madison is on the board, um, but yeah. I don't have the same confidence that you guys yeah, don't do dare. in Madison. And so uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a wide receiver here. I'm gonna take Keenan Allen. Oh, oh you dirty dog. Yeah. I don't feel like a dirty dog. I feel like a settling cat. You, you have <laughs> outside of settling. Well, it's just the opposite, the opposite of dog. Is a settling cat? Wouldn't it be like a clean cat? 
Mike. Yeah, why is it settling? We're talking I'm about I'm settling on these picks. They're, okay. they're, they're not, like I said, if Andrew slips a pick, if Cup slips a pick, I'm feeling better about it. Yeah. So Kyle is happy. You want to be team eight, not team nine. But while you but have. But I'm doing the best I can with team nine. That's all I can do. You've got three old dudes in Diggs, Derrick Henry, and Keenan Allen. But you've oh, got I'm ready three, to get hurt. Yeah, you've got three great players who you you know they're going to be great when they're on the field. Yeah, yeah, Brooks, you're right. I'm fueling the everyone should play in an auction league instead of uh, get stuck with the ninth pick. Yeah, but not everyone has 12 hours to do a draft. That's true. Uh, am I on the, am I for what it's worth, had I done what Jason said and passed on Gibbs and went Metcalf, I would have come back and my options would have been Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Madison. I like Gibbs a lot more than those options. So I'm, I'm okay with how sure. it turned out. Um, Justin Fields is already gone. Debo and Hawkinson have gone. Mike, sorry, Hawkinson's out of the picture for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, Mike, you got to make your selection. Sweet. Alexander Madison. <laughs> sure. Yeah, baby. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were some reports, uh, earlier today about them maybe, maybe ending up as more of a committee in Minnesota. Um, talking about 11 on 11s, uh, is it Kenne Nwongwu? Nwongwu. Yeah. I, Nwongwu, I had heard, uh, yeah, that's, was taken third downs. Yeah. And, and which that's not that it's not super surprising. Uh, that that someone else was doing it, but that was I, I think the the biggest report I had seen from Minnesota was that Madison is getting the the bulk, the majority of the carries with the ones, and it is not Ty Chandler who's get the next man up. So far, it is in Wangwu. So the that that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I I think it's a good pick, and you know his ADP will continue to rise a little bit from here. We're still. You know, slow in the news cycle. So I'm on the clock now. Cooper, I, Ridley, Hopkins after Madison. Yeah, a couple of wide receivers uh, went. Those three wide receivers should not go uh, ahead of this guy, my Terry McLaurin, who I will take <laughs> well, the if, wide receiver one. If it were up to you, no player drafted so far would should go in front of Terry McLaurin. And then I am okay that I left the third round option of Jalen Hurts and J uh, Josh Allen because I do believe that Justin Herbert's going to be fantastic this year, have that bounce back season, and getting him in the fifth versus them in the third. I needed that wide receiver in T. Higgins. So I like the way my team is, is turning out. Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard at running back. T. Higgins and Terry McLaurin at wide receiver. And then I got a star on Justin Herbert at quarterback to, uh, you know, he's really the last of a tier, and I'm sure that is upsetting Andy. I already said they'd be gone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. I just expected to be the two picks before I picked. Well, now it can be two other guys that you want to draft. Pierce, Kittle, Dobbins. Dobbins dropping to 504. That seems like a, a steal. Uh, Mike, you are sitting at. 505 i am jk dobbins probably despite the things that are going on would have been an auto selection for me looking at the the tier of wide receiver who are still available it's uh, it for me it, this is a big bucket where we are at this point of the draft and yet the the running back bucket is starting to empty out and i'm i'm a little surprised that jason went quarterback justin herbert when miles sanders was on the board 
because I I like Miles Sanders, but I feel like Jason is just infatuated and madly in love with Miles Sanders as his potential as a Carolina Panther, as the only show in town for the Panthers, and I will take him in the fifth. Yeah, I, I love the value that you can get on Miles Sanders right here, middle of the fifth round, getting a running back that could be a three-down running back. Um, I've cooled on him a little bit from my initial – uh stat projections you're out of the honeymoon phase i'm out of the honeymoon phase i'm in the reality phase i don't think it's going to be a phenomenal offense i do think they've got a great offensive line i do think he's going to be the dude but with a rookie quarterback starting week one that usually doesn't mean great things for the offense as a whole and for the starting running back all right after miles sanders mike's start is great chase stevenson olave madison sanders drake london goes next deandre swift and then dj moore I do have a pick I want here, and I'm, for once, looking forward to making it. It's Cam Akers. We talked about him earlier. I'm yep. going to take Cam Akers at 509 here. Cameron. Uh, I like Cameron more than Madison. Uh, I like him, and I get him a round and a half later, so I'm happy there. Trevor Lawrence goes next. Was not in consideration for me at quarterback. Uh, teamless Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy, Dallas Goddard. That would have been another pick I would have loved to have slipped to me. Sure. Uh, Christian Watson and, and Michael Pittman. Um, this is an interesting spot here because there's one other running back that I really liked with the Cam Akers opportunity, and it was James Conner. He's still on the board here. Oh, man. Uh, in the middle of the sixth round, you'd be taking a player that's going to be sitting on your bench potentially at that position. Now, at wide receiver – my initial hope when taking Cam Akers was that Hollywood Brown would come back around to me. Um, he is there. If I don't select Hollywood or Mike Williams or Mike Evans, I'm going to be in a much lower tier at wide receiver later on. You want to have both Charger wide receivers? Um, no, no. I'm just okay. saying the three names in that tier. Uh, so I think I'm going to stick with my plan and go with Hollywood at 604. Uh, you're going to see an undervaluing of Cardinals assets. We talked about it earlier. It's why Connor and Hollywood, who are probably the entire offense in Arizona, are both <laughs> They're both there in the sixth round. So, you know, Hollywood had that strong start to last season. First six games on pace for thirteen hundred and seventy four yards and eight and nine touchdowns. So uh Mike, you are back on the clock. Uh, Connor did go, Rashad White, Chris Godwin as well. All right, I am I am back up. It's not always about what you have done last season to project into the future, but uh, my dude has done it now for five straight years, being a top fifteen wide receiver. You take him all that you don't take him away from me. Sorry, Tyler Lockett will will be on my team. I still have I have him. Projected, again, as a top 15 wide receiver, it could, like, that could fall. Uh, that projection could fall right on its face if if uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is more involved than I am projecting. He he will be currently as, as a first-round wide receiver. All reports on him have been very, very positive. But I'm going to stick with Tyler Lockett, who it just seems like he cannot be stopped. We don't have a problem with Tyler Lockett. I am surprised that. That, that he went ahead of a couple of the names that are still on the board. In particular, Mike Evans, there is salary talk about him getting um, an another, extension. another deal and an extension. But uh, I know you love Lockett. Kamara, Mike Williams, Ayuk, the Quatch has two picks. 
the quatch is up and the quatch knows what he's doing one of the players that i was really hoping came back around uh fell to me and i was a little surprised but this is my year. I've been anti this player the last two years. It's worked out. Deontay Johnson. I'm in on him this year. It's Kyle Pitts. Oh, oh baby. So I'm taking Kyle Pitts <laughs> there. Everything the, you said is also true of Deontay ooh, Johnson, but you went with Pitts. That is also true of Deontay Johnson. <laughs> and now I'm going to take – I took uh, the player across the field from Mike's Jamar Chase, and I'm going to take the player behind uh, Andy's Jameer Gibbs. And I actually think David Montgomery – is going to have a phenomenal season because you, you you saw it last year with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift and I, you know DeAndre Swift was injured some and they didn't like him and they love Gibbs but Gibbs is not the goal line guy and with that offensive line and that offense David Montgomery is going to have ten touchdowns this year so uh, you know to get a guy like that that legitimately could I mean you project it's very realistic to have double digit touchdowns to get that in the seventh round. At running back is a uh, value I can't pass there. Darren Waller goes next. Uh, I did have my eye on him down the line here. Dak Prescott, Isaiah Pacheco, Mike back on the clock. Chase Stevenson, Olave, Madison, Sanders, Lockett. Man. So looking at the, the – You running... and I have not taken a quarterback or a tight end thus far. Five rounds remaining. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still good. Uh, looking at the running back position here, the Javante Williams – Sitting here in the in the seventh, I know that we're like we are projecting he won't be ready to start the season, but man, in the seventh round, what if he what if he is uh so i I find that one that's that's pretty appealing, oh my gosh, and wide receiver, you know it's at this point. You can go with some of the older guys, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson. Wow, that this is a really difficult pick for me at this very that moment. Tight end is kind of off the board. It's Muth, Ingram, David Njoku. N nothing that I think is like a a league winning type of player. Man, I'm really struggling with this one. You don't say. No, I'm, I mean I'm trying we to. We could not have guessed. You well, why don't? You guys had nothing else to say about Javante Williams. I thought I would. I, I thought I would. Spark I, look, up I, some I'm not taking Javante Williams over Samaj P. Ryan in any draft. Samaj, okay. Samaj P. Ryan's production, when you compare it to how Madison has performed in his opportunities, P. Ryan's been the better player. And I think Samaj P. Ryan is going to start the season. And we're all. I mean, I thought the question for the quick question today was which player's ADP is going to go up the most. So I had put P. Ryan in there until I realized it was the quarterback. I think Samaj P. Ryan is the the most valuable late round running back that can be had. Sean Payton's running offense, we all have confidence in it. We just haven't been willing to say Samaj P. Ryan's name out loud with confidence, and I don't know why. His numbers are are impressive. I'm gonna take uh, Michael Evans. That would have been funnier if you had just said Javante right then. <laughs> Mike Evans no. in the seventh round is ridiculous. Javante went next, Pickens, then Watson. I am back on the clock. I'm going to uh, – this was a situation where I thought Deontay Johnson would be gone. I'm going to go with more upside here. I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. Uh, I get him three rounds after Terry McLaurin. Yep. 
Kirk goes next, then Deontay, James Cook, Addison, Brandon Cooks, and, and oh, Friar Muth. Brandon Cooks. I, and I was Addison. I was Addison was the player I was really hoping got to me at the next turn. So you're disappointed. I am. Um, okay, so three, four rounds left for my team: Diggs, Henry Gibbs, Allen Akers, Hollywood, and Jahan Dotson. You know. I'll throw his name out there because he's buried in ADP because of the question marks. But Rashad Bateman's name is out there. Zay Flowers' name is out there. We talked about both of them earlier. Evan Ingram at tight end. Dalton Schultz, some other guys that I think I can settle for later. Antonio Gibson. Do I have what it takes to take Antonio Gibson? <laughs> I thought he was your champion. Back-to-back um, -back Manders for Andrew Holloway. I need a running back. Some people have pointed out Brian Robinson, his numbers over the final five weeks, if you looked at it, even from a yards per carry standpoint, vastly improved. And we need to remember he was shot. <laughs> sure. So when you get back out on the field after being shot, it's possible there might be some post-shot-in-the-butt acclimation. It's not a standard thing we see. Yeah, not a lot of data on it. Not a lot of long-term data on that. Um, this is a, is a tough pick. Uh, I, I, I I'm going to take Antonio Gibson. I was between Gibson and Montgomery um, at my last pick. I went Montgomery, and part of the reason was because I had Terry McLaurin. I didn't want the double manders in the passing and the running game, um, but you get him around later, so that value is you know going with Dotson and, and Gibson. And Traylon Burks was in consideration there too, Yeah, uh, but with Hollywood and Dotson back-to-back. Traylon was who I was hoping for after Addison. Smith and Jigba Burks and Brian Robinson go next. Mike, you're back on the clock. I love your team, Mike. Oh, thank you very much. Um, so the, the the top ADP running backs, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams. Uh, I think A.J. Dillon is interesting at this point. Jamal Williams, like that's very difficult to even know what to do because uh, Kendra Miller, had, we still haven't gotten a bunch of reports on him because he's still recovering from injury. I think that he could end up being the RB2 uh, for the Saints, uh, which and we still don't have the Alvin Kamara situation resolved. So who, whoever it is, Williams or, or Miller, if they get to take over, they could have r really strong value to start the season. But I, <laughs> I can't stop drafting this player. I will take Rashad Penny. <laughs> Uh, who I am projecting to to be the leader of the Philadelphia Eagles running backs, and Miles Sanders. While it was up and down, it was still a very valuable pick. And to get, if if you can get that, anything close to that in the eighth round at the running back position is is a massive value. Michael Thomas finally went at eight oh nine. I thought he might be in consideration. That's a, that's a good. Pick. I have Olave, so I don't want yeah, Michael Thomas, Herbert, Dylan, and then two picks for Jason. Two picks for me right now. I've got three running backs and only two wide receivers because I have taken both a tight end and a quarterback. So I'm looking at double tapping the wide receiver position here. Tap, we're tap. we're in a situation obviously now that we're in the you know the eighth and ninth round that you're you've got question marks and I'm not looking for guys that I know are going to be a little bit involved. I'm looking for someone that can hopefully really explode, have a big year. Uh, I'm going to start with. A post-hype sleeper, someone that disappointed in tremendously last year, but was actually, on the course of the season, pretty decent, still has a great opportunity in front of him. That's Gabe Davis. And then 
I believe before the Bateman news that Zay Flowers would be the number one no. wide receiver. So I will take Zay Flowers and Gabe Davis for some upside with my Higgins and McLaurin. I'm a, I'm a little surprised Juju wasn't in stronger consideration when you talk about guaranteed production. Um, so I like, but I understand looking for some upside. I like Juju a lot. He's one of my most rostered underdog players because of where he's going. He's going to outproduce where he's going. I, he just doesn't have the upside that I think my roster construction needed at this point. I was looking more for for someone that could uh, be really hot this year. Do you have any concerns for speaking about Juju? The the reports we're currently getting out of New England. They're very, very 12-heavy, you know, putting uh, Mike Kosicki and uh, Hunter Henry on the field. And does Bill Belichick look at Juju as anything other than a slot-wide receiver? Because if you're putting the two tight ends on the field, then you don't have that option. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see them. I mean, obviously, if they are in 12 and they don't have the slot, but the slot's been such an important role for New England offenses forever. Um Bill O'Brien uses him, so I, I just I can't imagine, especially with the involvement that you saw from Jacoby Myers last year, that Juju's not going to be the the leading target getter there. Yeah, I mean they had Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry ambitions as well, so it it'll be interesting. Who's your outside wide receiver then, Tyquan Thornton? Yeah, I don't know. All right, Mike, you're back on the clock. We have three picks left, and uh, if if I'm going to fill out the roster, which I will do, I need a quarterback and a tight end. Uh, so I guess I should actually look at a quarterback uh, position here, and let's see who's who does not have a quarterback. Andy does not. This is what you got to do in the draft. So it's just one team, Team Eleven. Oh no, they do. Yeah, I'm the only team that doesn't have one. Although well the, the second quarterback could start coming off of the probably not now, but maybe it's very possible. But I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take some upside. I'm gonna take Tua. Yeah, well, that makes sense because he was my next pick. So uh, I was hoping you, you might just let it ride. Well, I I thought about letting. I mean, it you ride. weren't even looking at quarterback, and you went all the way to taking the guy I wanted to slip to me at nine oh nine. I wasn't looking at it, but then the the tone of your voice said, "I'm going to draft Tua if you don't yeah, draft him here." Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> you did that to yourself. <laughs> all right, then I'll take P Ryan here in the ninth round, and uh, I've got to close out. My draft here. Juju finally went at nine twelve. Bateman at ten oh one. Cortland Sutton probably on my do not draft list oh, this Cortland year. Oh, Cortland Sutton. So final two hey. picks of the draft. I have to go with uh, quarterback tight end to finish it out. Uh, I guess I'm going to wait all the way to the end. I'm going to go with Chigakonkwo here at ten oh four. And Mike, you are on the clock. So if I'm looking at tight, ends, I was looking at Mike needing a tight end and just didn't want to hand him Chig. Yeah, I probably would have drafted him. But so you got Cole Komet, Dalton Kincaid, Tyler Higby, Greg Dulcich. I mean, the, the it's not looking. yeah. That's why I took Chig <laughs> is because I had read those names to myself. Oh man, it's it's not looking great <laughs> at the tight end position. So do I even really care? Um, goodness gracious, I want you. To want to take Dalton Kincaid with this pick. I have to. I'll take yeah. Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> Lazard, Eli Mitchell, Daniel Jones, Mike. I, mean, I I know you're shaking your head, Jay, but it's like. Why not? Yeah, at this point. There's no reason. You can, drum, you can dump him and yes. sign 
uh, Everett or Dulcich or Juwan Johnson or Ertz or sure. McBride or Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, you, you might could, as well see if he's involved in the offense in Week One. Yes, I, I, there there is a world that exists where that is the better strategy. I just don't believe it's the world we live in. Uh, <laughs> so. I, uh, There's a lot of multiverse stuff going yeah. on right now, Jay. I would prefer Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, um, you know, Greg Dulcich would probably actually have been my pick. Um, I can't do that. I can't do that to my guy. To to the Troutman? Yeah, I can't oh, do that man. to Adam Troutman. Oh, man. Starting tight end for the Denver Broncos. Oh, nope. Give me a break. Nope. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Final two picks, Mr. All right, Moore. final two picks. I'll make these quick. I am in need of a running back, and I'm between Ezekiel Elliott and Kendra Miller, uh, the old man without a team and the rookie running back who Mike and I were both in love with, Yes. Uh, who now finds himself on a somewhat clogged roster, but I'm going to take the talent of the new hotness uh, and take Kendra Miller, and now I'm at a position where I could go wide receiver or uh, running back, and I'm going to just take the player that I think has the the most value going forward, um, and that appears to be... <laughs> oh, yeah, the player. No the one. The guy. <laughs> um, I'm going to take... Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> All right. Uh, He's just going to take the player that has so much value going forward. Uh, I'm going to swing for the fences here. I'm going to take Elijah Moore. All right. Um, hopefully involved with uh, Voldemort getting back to his former ways. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, here we are again, another draft where the starting two running backs in Miami have not been selected. Uh, yep. Mike, you are on the clock. Jeff Wilson was it, someone I was going to look at. I was hoping Damien Harris may have dropped to me uh, at Buffalo. I, I like his chances of, of touchdown upside this year. Man, the wide receivers. I'm trying to find someone who I think could have just like an explosion out of Jonathan nowhere. Jonathan Mingo has an opportunity to be I, the number one guy. Yeah, and I really, really like Mingo, the player. Romeo but, Dobbs is there. But the, the rookie wide receiver with the rookie quarterback is, I mean. Beckham is there. Rushy, the, Rushy Rice. Yeah, um, I would I would take Sky Moore before I took Rice. What? Yeah. But we yeah, saw I would, him I would fail. Too. What? I would too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This guy more, I think, is going to be pretty involved. So, and Romeo Dobbs is an interesting name to bring up. The Can you give me one more what, though? Uh, tell me. Come on, Quatch. <laughs> what? Thank you. Come on, Quatch. Um, man, that, that word. Uh, all right. <laughs> what? Um, Mike, Adam Thielen, starting wide receiver. No, never. Uh, make a pick. All right, How about I'll, that? I'll take Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, that's the pick. I don't and it. guess what? We've got Aaron Rodgers going off the board with uh, the second quarterback for Team Six, leaving me with literally garbage. Um, <laughs> garbage. Now uh, it, it's a perfect capstone to this draft. I will take the player I started talking about at the top of the show. I'll take Matthew Stafford with the final, final pick in my draft, and um, Gino goes next. Higby. So Russ actually went with the final pick of the draft. Oh boy, that was that was a tough one. Um, but that's how it goes. I mean, that's why we mock draft is you want to kind of sometimes they cruise along and sometimes they're more of a slog and you and you have to make tough decisions and they reveal stuff about where you actually see players. Mm -hmm. uh, to round out this draft, my quarterback is Stafford. 
My wideouts, Diggs, Keenan Allen, Hollywood, and Dotson. I like that group. Derrick Henry, Jameer Gibbs, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, and Samaje P. Ryan at running back. My tight end is, of course, Chig Okonkwo. And I have my quarterback position. I have Tua will be slinging the ball for me. At wide receiver, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, and the last selection of Romeo Dobbs because I hear Jordan Love loves him and – Hopefully that works out. At running back, we got Ramondre Stevenson, Alexander Madison, Miles Sanders, and Rashad Penny. And, oh, and Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, you don't need to mention that one. Um, <laughs> at quarterback, I have Justin Herbert. At wide receiver, T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, Gabe Davis, Zay Flowers, and Elijah Moore. At running back, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, and Kendra Miller. And then Kyle Pitts. I'm in on pits. Yeah, that's that's the funny juxtaposition of in on pits this year with Ritter after being out on pits all these years and then out on Kincaid. Well, it was with Allen. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean it was uh you see to me you you can see my logic that I care more about year in the league than Oh, I do position. see that. I just don't think I mean it'll be interesting. I bet you Kincaid catches more touchdown passes than Kyle Pitts does. Ooh. Whether that ends up with a better fantasy season or not, I will. That's one that I'll be surprised. Pitts has not been able to get into the end zone with Matt Ryan and now Mr. Uh, Mariota, but maybe this year. I'd love to see it. Nobody likes Kyle Pitts more than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> the scars are still fresh. <laughs> I look. I just don't have the confidence in Ritter in that offense. I mean, I watching Kyle Pitts was watching ten to twelve plays hoping for one target eventually because mm -hmm. it, it was run, 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 right? And then the one target happens. It is a bad target. And then you have to watch 10, 12, 15 plays. That's what made it so hard. It wasn't the lack of talent. It was like the invest in the clock just goes and goes. And uh, one more target, please. Bad target. All right. 12 more plays. Hopefully we can get him involved more this year. That would be nice. I want him to catch a pass in the end zone from Bijan Robinson. That's that's going to happen that's what once you this year. That's why, you that's why him. I drafted him. All right. Uh, for Andy, Mike, and Quatch, we say goodbye <laughs> on today's episode of the show. UltimateDraftKit.com. If you want to dig into all of the research from ourselves and our team, check that out. Early breakouts and sleepers on Thursday. Don't miss it. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Since you're still hanging around, I'd like to personally invite you to become a part of our thriving fantasy football community. Get access to exclusive Discord channels, extra episodes, fantasy football tools, resources, and the personal satisfaction of supporting an independent podcast. Learn more at jointhefoot.com. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.